glad you're here today. We are going to be talking about Sabbath today, what Sabbath is and rhythms. And, you know, several years ago I did a message, uh, I did a series called, I think, The Tender Commandments on the Ten Commandments. And then uh, several years after that, I think I did something on Sabbath rest or Sabbath rule. And today I've just continued to study this, and uh, I just want to try to speak some things that I'm learning about this and how uh, essential Sabbath is to those that follow God. In recent months, our consultant, Joe Parks of uh, Horizon Stewardship, has become a very good friend since last August when we hired him, and God used him in a great way in the life of our church. And we have continued that friendship, and we continue to talk and text and email, and uh, we were in Baton Rouge several weeks ago. But about two or three months ago, he came in and met with the elders, and uh, he says, Keith, he says, there's a book that I want to encourage you to read. And the author is Wayne Cadero. Wayne is a very uh, proficient writer, just a man, an anointed man of God. He's in Hawaii. Uh, you know, like, you know, it's like when you say, hey, did you move to Alabama? Do you know him? Like, you know, there's only four or five million people here. Sure, we know them all. But I, I forget what place, but just ask when you get to the island there. Everybody else like, yeah, Wayne Cadero. But he wrote a book called Leading on Empty. And uh, I haven't finished it. I've been reading through this book. And, man, it really talks about the need for Sabbath, and it encourages you about how you have to rest your body, and you get renewed, and it fuels the passion in your life. And it's one of the reasons I think that God put uh, Sabbath in there, and we'll look scripturally about what Sabbath is. Maybe you'll learn something new today and walk away uh, invigorated, or maybe you'll go, I already know that, or maybe it'll just help you refocus on the priorities of how important worship is. So uh, turn to the back of your worship, guys, where I want you to go. And I want you to get ready to write because I'm going to give you scriptures and I'm going to try to give you some principles. And we're going to walk through God's word together and see just how incredibly important Sabbath is to us. Remember the Sabbath. We're in a series called Remember, as you know. And um, this series has got much to say. I, I just have a question this morning. Actually, several within this has like a lot of little sub ones. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out? Are you overloaded? Are you stressed out? Can anybody raise their hands to at least one or all of those? You're in a good place then. This message is for you. You know, I remember years ago asking school teachers why they taught school. And, you know, they'd give me like, I have a passion to affect the next generation and to see kids learn and to influence them and all that. But then the one teacher, I never will forget this, and now I have an educator in my family my son he's our keyboard player he's a math teacher and now our daughter wants to be like him she's going to be a teacher she's in the school of education but here's what they used to say there's three reasons i'm a teacher june july and august <laughs> and i walk up to moms and i go aren't you excited about summer and there's part of that anticipation like yeah but if i ask them about two or three weeks in they're like when's school starting and then students, if you go to a student and go, aren't you glad summer's coming? Like, yeah, 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 woohoo, you know, you know it. And then, you know, if you ask teachers, they're like, are you kidding? They're like, that's the dumbest question I ever heard. Yeah, that's why I teach. I want to I wanna take a break. But, you know, God knew about work. And the Bible talks that he created in six days, and it was good. And then the Father chose to draw back and to rest from that which he had done it was completed perfect and he rest and ever since then god has been teaching us that his people are always in need of a sabbath rhythm sabbath cadence sabbath changed 
to renew. Here's what I know about Sabbaths. You can break the Sabbath, but if you break it long enough, it will break you. See, I remember when I was in my 20s, my 30s, and my 40s, I could run all day and night almost with very little rest to recharge my battery. As I hit my later 40s and now in the 50s, I've learned I don't charge up quite as quick. You know that little supercharge you do on your phone? I do that now and you're like, like I need a little more. You know, I've told you before, I used to do this thing called lock-ins with students. I'm convinced they were created in hell. (laughs) One year I did six and I would play, yes. How about our drummer today, our student pastor, Mark Bethay? Give it up for him. Wasn't that great? And I understand Mark's got game, but I understand Brittany's got more game. And Brittany and him love to play ball. And I used to play ball, and I I loved it, and it's fun. And I used to go to lock-ins, and I would play basketball at 4 o'clock in the morning with kids. I know you're going, that big boy on the stage used to, I did. Wasn't as big as this either. And now the idea of it's like, that's dumb. And when we got through with the game, then we would go to football games of junior hires and watch them. Now, I got to tell you, about 11 o'clock, I almost fell out of the bleachers one day. I was so tired. But now when, you, when I just write the word or I hear lock-in, I start shaking. I just, it makes no sense. But you know, whether it's that extreme or you've been really busy and you're trying to finish the paper and you're cramming or you're trying to get to sale or your house needs cleaning because everybody's coming and I understand some people have some guests in because your kids are graduating so like you've been having to do extra work and all that, you just get tired. Let's look at the top of the outline together from Isaiah chapter 58, 13, and 14. Interesting passage. If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, and if you honor it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find your joy in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father, Jacob. Now, there's a lot of scripture from the Old Testament about Sabbath. Now, as I've been studying and studying, I even, I, you know, that's the thing is your pastor, your teacher, I don't know if you know this, but if you're a teacher, you always learn more than your students as you prepare. And as, as I continue to study over this, even until late last night, I, I was learning some new things, and, and I never quite thought about it. Of the Ten Commandments, the nine are repeated all through the New Testament. But this Sabbath commandment is not repeated in the New Testament as per se. The principle is just as strong or stronger than it's ever been. You see, I want you to hear, I don't want you to go, oh no, this is, uh, he's stepping on edge. The thing is, some people, the Pharisees, the religious leaders of the day, they tried to make the Sabbath even then something that it wasn't. Did you know that? Like, if you walked this far carrying a bucket of water, you worked. If you got your ox out of the ditch, you worked. And the men had all these Jewish legalistic rules, whether they were being good Sabbath followers. But let me just say this. I'm getting way ahead of myself, but I just want you to see how beautiful it is. When Jesus didn't come to abolish the Old Testament, he came to fulfill the Old Testament, and the body of Christ said. And Christ adds, and he makes it more. And this morning, I want you to know, Sabbath is a principle. It's not so much a rule. How many of you are grateful for that today? See, some people are like, I, I think the word is Sabbatarian. Some are strict Sabbatarians that 
they, they want to follow so close the Old Testament law. But I believe that when Jesus came, he fulfilled, he trumped it up, and he made it more, but he also kind of set us free from the law. And anybody glad but me? Amen. It's freedom in Christ. Not to abuse the law, but to follow the heart of Christ. Let me put it this way. Following Jesus Christ, if you only hear this today, it's worth everything. Following Jesus Christ is much more about a relationship than a set of rules. I meet people all the time. They got the rule thing down, baby. And they have no grace, and no mercy, and no freedom. But they got the rules. I've been beat over the head with some legalistic rules before, and I don't want to go there. But you hit me with grace. And the tenderness of God and the mercy of God. And I love the Old Testament. Oh, I love it. And we need the law. The law reveals to us our need for a Savior. Now let's move into this. Sabbath. I want to tell you what it is. Definition. It means to desist from exertion, to cease, to rest. To just rest. I have my little message, uh, New Testament from Eugene Peterson. I have this in about everything. Leather plastic you know paper he used to read like he just wrote psalms and then he expanded to the minor prophets and then he finally did the whole bible but i want you to hear this it's a little different but it comes from the message that the contemporary idiom of the scriptures in matthew in chapter 11 starting at verse 28 i want you to hear this just see if this speaks to your soul are you tired worn out burned out on religion come to me Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. I love this line. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Does that sound like anybody wants to be a part of that? I do. Come to me, all you that are heavy laden and weary and burdened, and I will give you rest, says Jesus. So Sabbath, I want you to know Sabbath is so much about renew, recharging, and rest. But the, there's a message truth I just put on there for you. The Sabbath is to renew us, to feel passion for life as we model the life of God. It's all about following after him and reflecting, being mere reflectors of the glory that somehow has come to make a deposit in us. So God, do that in us today. I want to give you some key words. I, I, I just I didn't put all this on the outline, but it's a lot of stuff and you need to hear it. Here's key words when I think about Sabbath. See, see if any of these uh, encourage you, infuse you with life. Write down the word by Sabbath, recreation. God recreates day after day. I, I love that attribute of God. How about rejuvenate? When you are rejuvenated, that's a good thing. How about the word refocus? How about refreshed? Oh, that's a great concept. How about rested? How about renewed? How about replenished? My prayer for you on the weekends is to know Christ, to follow Christ, to be renewed, to be recharged, to be recreated, if you will, into the image of Christ, to follow after him. Um, you see, we have a habit as humans to fly at Mach, at Mach 5 and go so hard through life and we just destroy our soul and we can't even have a soulish heart-to-heart -heart conversation with our spouse 
or our kids, must less hear the gentle whispers of the Holy Spirit. So Sabbath, I think, is so much about us hearing the voice of God that we back away. Uh, I would call it unplug. That's why Sabbath, it's not that because you come to the house of God makes you a Christian. That's like going to McDonald's and saying, I'm a French fry. And it, it just it didn't work that way. You go through the drive to go, I am a French fry. You are not. You're never going to be a French fry. And, and I know you're going, well, I don't want to be a French fry. Or whatever. Just go somewhere and go, I am this. It's like going to the football stadium and go, I am an athlete. You're not an athlete. You never were, never will be. You're a fan. Okay. So let's move through this. Souls, the soul's health gets neglected. And when we neglect the health of our soul, I want you to hear this, we impact relationships. It impacts our relationship ultimately with our Heavenly Father. But it also impacts the relationship with those that we love. Have you ever noticed that you're short or you're less than when you're tired? And it, let me tell you a secret. Has anybody ever avoided you when you get tired? My family loves me so much they've said, Dad, why don't you go to bed? That's not because they care so much about me. It's because I was probably impossible to live with in the moment. I know you're going, I, I don't get it. Well, turn to the person next to you. They'll help you get it. Here, here, here's one. Here's one I hear a lot. She gets that way. He acts like that when he's hungry. You got the t-shirt? And then when you get hungry, you get mean. And when your soul gets tired, you do less than being Christ-like. I, I just think it, well-tended well souls equal energy. Well-tended souls equal compassion and humility and the willingness to forgive others. Dallas Willard, a great writer, he says, Our soul is like the inner stream of water which gives strength direction and harmony to every other element of our life when the stream is as it should be we're constantly refreshed we're exuberant in all we do because our soul itself is then profusely rooted in the vastness of god in his kingdom don't you long to be rooted in the kingdom of god today just rooted planted deeply in the kingdom of light, where you, you just love God. So let's write in the first point. The Sabbath was made for man. So, so many times we, we get it wrong. We're like, I, I don't know, man, the Sabbath, it's a God thing. And it is a God thing. But Jesus even said, the Sabbath was made for man. It's like, but we, if we're not careful, we get into a straight jacket of rules, which without relationship breeds rebellion, and we don't become more like Jesus. But when we get away from the rule part of it and we major on the relationship and we back away. Let's look at Mark 2, verses 23 to 28. Listen to the word of God. On the Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields and his disciples walked along. They began to pick some heads of grain. And the Pharisees said to him, look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? And he answered, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abathar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. And then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. We honor the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for us. It was made for us to be recharged, to be renewed, to be replenished 
And, and I've said it, but I'm going to say it over and over because I'm, I'm slow and I need to get it. And maybe you're a little slow. You violate the Sabbath, you run out. You run out of spiritual depth and character and qualities and what the Spirit gives you. So I'm so glad that God gave us a Sabbath. How about you? I'm so glad that God speaks about Sabbath and that Sabbath principle is so much bigger than Sabbath commandments, Sabbath law. I, I, I hope you hear... I hope you hear the context of what I'm saying, because I can only imagine somebody's going to take it out of context, and you're going to go, ah, he said this. No, no, no. Did you listen to the totality of the message? If somebody ever, have you ever noticed the thing with the internet today, that people will clip out what all the other things you say, and they'll only send you part of the conversation? And you look like, you said what? So I just want you to hear this today, that on six days the Lord labored, and then he rested from his work. He you know, basically you see there in creation, and then I think it's back in Genesis chapter 3, verse 21. You can write that down. Then God begins to work again. He clothes them because of their fallen nature with the skins. Because they're naked, laid out before. They're ashamed because they've sinned, and God begins to work. And, and you see, it was perfect, and then when sin came in, we forfeited paradise. But one day we shall go to paradise again. Does that give anybody hope today? Our bodies will be whole. Our spirits will be complete. But yet, cre uh, Sabbath is a lot about repentance, about creation, recreation. God allows us to rest. And God, today, I'm just praying that you're seeing that God wants to pour rest into your weary soul. Because when you get tired, you just don't honor God in the way that we could. It's like when Jesus comes... And he obliterates the sacrifice because he's the one and final sacrifice once and for all time. He makes propitiation for our sins. That's a great place to say amen, church. He does away with sin and the power of it, and he, and he cancels the debt. And, and then you can look down here, if you'll just turn over your Bibles, turn over to Matthew 12. I'm not going to read all these passage of, passages for sake of time, but I want you to see. Here it is. Jesus Christ is Lord of the Sabbath. He's Lord of everything. Now, maybe we don't submit to him or make him Lord. And if you read 12, 1 through 14, you begin to see, but verse 8, it says, For the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. He's Lord. He's in charge. He's greater than. And when you violate the Sabbath law, you get in trouble. So I think if you turn over, if you went to Hebrews 3, verse 12, you went to Hebrews chapter 4, you begin to see this salvation rest comes only when faith is in God. We all long to enter our rest from our work, and that is to be in the presence of God, to be in heaven. And it's a beautiful passage, and I'm not, I'm not going to dig all into it, but I just want you to see. Look at, look at the five principles quickly. Number one, remember the purposes of the Sabbath. I've, I've been trying to give you uh, anointed information, insight into this reflection of that we have purposes, and we are to follow the purposes of God, and God wants us to remember those, because when we do and we keep it holy and we rest, God promises god rejuvenates our soul oh god rejuvenate the body of christ today lord help us to close out from the world and honor you secondly remember to worship the god of the sabbath and not the rules it's so easy to get tied up in making it all about rules and miss the relationship and about the principle of the kingdom how many of you think god's word is full of principles it's full of direct commandments. It's full of absolute truth, but it's also full of principles, which is truth. And we extract 
Bible preachers and teachers love to extract the principles from God's Word. How many of you believe God's Word is living, breathing, and active this morning? Amen. And it's alive. This is not like Time Magazine or any other book I've ever read. This is God's Word for God's people every day. So God, help us to develop relationship with you. You're saying, man, you're hung on this relationship because relationship will always set you free. And, and yet in the scripture it says that one man considers one day more sacred than another and another man considers every day alike for each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. He who regards one day as special does so to the Lord, but he who eats meat eats to the Lord for he gives thanks to God and he who abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself alone and none of us dies to himself alone. If we live, we live to the Lord and if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or we die, we belong to the Lord. Amen. My favorite passage is Philippians 121. It's my life verse. To live is Jesus Christ. To die is gain. I long to live a long, prosperous life. I long to lead for decades. I long to have grandchildren one day. I long to do a lot of things in my life. But I really long to be in the house of the Lord one day in your house amen and i hope you're saying well you know you, you get kind of excited about going to heaven i, I just want to live some more oh you know just this week at the construction site out here i went up to the guy and i could tell this particular guy has a little negative spirit i, I don't know what it is and most of them have been like high-fiving me and talking to me and they're so excited but this guy i just went to my dad I said man how's it going i hate when people tell me this well it's kind of like the christian e-war well i guess it'll be okay it's better than the alternative. I'm on top of the dirt. I wanted to preach. And the Holy Spirit took self-control. And Jeff was with me. I said, Jeff, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I'm on top of the dirt. I said, if you're in Christ, you're dancing with the Lord to be in his presence. That's so much better. And Jeff just smiles because he don't know me well enough yet. And he goes, yes, sir, pastor. And he goes, oh. I think you agree with Jeff. Did, where you at, Jeff? Did you agree with me? Yeah. Oh, okay. So Jeff agreed with me on that. But you always have friends. Oh, it's better than being six foot under. Not, well, I guess if you're under, but if you're with the Lord, it's pretty cool, you know. Ah, here you go. Well, don't write me letters, okay? Honor God with the activities of your day. Elevate, ascribe worth to him. Have a Sabbath. Change gears. Worship God. I just wrote down, you, you remember preachers alliterate, have I told you that before? When I do stuff, when I make lists, they rhyme. When I make lists, they start with the same letter. I, I, they taught us this in seminary, it's, it's a curse. I've actually gotten a lot freer. I'm not, if you go look at my outlines the first five years, I had to start with this letter, and then the, the fourth uh, word of the second sentence had to be the same and I did all that man it just drove me nuts and then then I, I, I would read my Bible in my quiet times I journal all the time and I would have to make my quiet times like alliterated and I remember when God just got me free from that like just love me okay and I know it's cute and, and I love great minds and I get great ideas and I get great stuff from other people and they like they have all the and can I just tell you some of this stuff we do is just dumb I mean I've heard some great preachers I won't tell you who they are and they're trying to follow this rule that we learned in seminary and they use words ain't nobody ever used before and never gonna use again because they wanted the R just dumb 
I can't wait to see what I preach on next weekend. It'll probably have all R's, but I'll tell you what I did. I'll give you permission. Just raise your hand next weekend if you're bold enough. Go, dumb. That's one of them theological words that nobody cares about. Lee, hear this, brother. I know you love Jesus, and you've got a great theological mind, and they're going to mess you up in seminary. I mean, in seminary. And just, just, just remember, bro, you're going to get a lot of great stuff. But some of this stuff won't preach, okay? I just want you to know, some stuff will not preach. And God's people said, you sound like a bunch of rebels. Okay, here we go. Somebody just said, that's true. <laughs> that was my daughter, baby. You might get a bonus for that. That was awesome. Okay, here we go. Look at the, uh, oh, here it is. I got to give you my E since I've made this comment. Here it is. God was talking to me about I need to cease from work. So I wrote it down. You can write it down. You can copy this if you want to. If you don't, just listen. Humor me, okay? E, extensive journaling. I journal more on some of my Sabbath days because I have more time to reflect in, on the goodness of God. E, I exercise more, or I at least exercise. Donna is very committed to my health and her health. And, you know, it's funny. I used to be the huge gym guy. And in the last six, seven years, she's become the huge gym person. Like, anyway, she's just, she's so good for me. And she, she loves me. And she wants me to take care of the temple. So we always make sure on our Sabbath that we exercise. The other E is experience more of his presence. Just experience more of Christ when you, hopefully you do that on Sunday. The E is exit. You exit from the things of this world. I'm, I'm going to tell you something today, and I hope my elders will help me do this, and I hope they'll help, because I'm a recovering workaholic. I don't even think I'm recovering. I just think I got a full-blown case of it. I am trying to learn how to exit from church life on my Sabbath. See, my Sabbath is different than your Sabbath, because, I mean, I work hard on the Sabbath. And Friday is pretty much my Sabbath. And I'm trying to learn how to unplug. If not, I'm on call 24-7 and I'll go. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to learn how to unplug on the Sabbath. I'm not doing very good. I'm doing better. Thank God for a wife or I'd be horrible. But everybody needs to unplug. Like for you that are here in the house of worship and you're not on staff or whatever, you need to make sure that today is different in the sense that you're unplugging from your regular routines. And God's church said... So for me, I'm, I'm trying to learn how to unplug. My iPhone is my best friend, and it's my worst nightmare because I constantly stay in touch. But what I find is if I only get a few hours of rest, I never really charge the battery. I'm meeting a lot of pastors that are burned out. Do you know that 15 to 1,700 pastors leave the ministry every month? Part of that because they never learn how to rest. And the E, this is for me. I always eat lunch with my wife on the Sabbath. That's our day that we have lunch. So on Fridays, it's just sacred. So it's quest to fuel the soul. Number three, remember to do good on the Sabbath. You can do good on the Sabbath. Be, oh, I'm a Sabbatarian and I couldn't help anybody. If somebody's in the ditch, if somebody has a wreck, if somebody has a need, if somebody needs to cut something, did you know you could be free and could help somebody? I remember a few years ago, my neighbor had a tree that went down and I looked over at my other neighbor. He's out there cutting it. It was on the Sabbath. It was on a Sunday afternoon. And I stood there at the window and watched him. And the Holy Spirit said, go over there and help the man. And I went out there and we cut the tree together. Did you know it's okay to help somebody on the Sabbath? Aren't you glad that hospitals are open on the Sabbath? Yeah, you are if you're sick. Some of you are like, yeah, I'm glad restaurants are open too. 
I went to Krispy Kreme too, and they didn't get nothing to do with spiritual, okay? Let's just go on. All right, here we go. But it does give you a sugar buzz. Okay. Positive observation of the Sabbath. The whole withered hand there in Scripture where he's crippled in a synagogue and he needs healing. And Jesus, the Pharisees go, let's focus on the restrictions. And Jesus said, let's focus on the need. I'm so glad my Jesus focused on needs this morning, not restrictions. Fourth thing, remember to do something fun. Today, your Sabbath, I hope you do something fun. I hope worship is fun. I've heard you laugh. I've heard you be convicted. I've, I've heard us pray. I've heard us sing. But I hope today you do something fun. I don't know where we got the idea that we can't have fun. God is a creator of fun. He created joy. He created fun. So today, have some fun. Do something hilarious. Some of us are so addictive. We are so serious. Nobody wants to be with us. We take ourselves too serious. Did you know that? I know you're, some of you are looking at a person like, he ain't, never, he ain't got a serious bone in him. But some people in this room, you, you're, you can be a little uptight. So have some fun. Enjoy. I, I think when we don't, we can be idolatrous and, and we, we stop up the rhythm of the Sabbath. Great idea. Fifth point. Remember to slow down and honor God. I hope today you don't just go through the rituals and you check off church and church was fun and I had a great time and Jeff did a really good job and you love God and you saw your favorite friend today at church and you, there are people right now serving on the front hall so we can worship and now not having multiple services, they're forfeiting to worship today by caring for our babies and our kids. God bless them. But here it is, slowing down, being fully available to God and fully available to the people we love. I need that. How about you? I need to be fully available to God and fully available to the people that he's put in my life, and so do you. Mark 6.31 says, Then because so many people were coming and going, they did not even have a chance to eat. So he said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. See, all in Scripture, you always see Jesus taking a walk. You see Jesus getting away. You see Jesus getting away from the multitudes and the crowds. He needed to be with his Father. So he scheduled, we need to schedule... Um, let me give you eight ways, real practical. Ready? Here it is. Eight ways to refresh your soul. Number one, take a walk. Some of your women are like, oh, pastor, that is the most spiritual thing you've ever said. I've been trying to get him off the couch. I'm going to quote it this afternoon. Now, watch when you quote me, okay? Not when it serves you. Just go, hey, can we start walking? We need to take a walk. You know, when you look at the life of Jesus, a casual reading of the New Testament, Jesus is always taking a walk. He's always going somewhere. He's always getting away because regular walks quieten the soul secondly one way to refresh your soul is just say no J just say no no i can't do that i don't know about you some of our personalities in this room we don't like to say no to anybody and used to i felt guilty if i ever told you i couldn't do something and i'm learning it's okay to say no would you agree with that church sometimes you just can't do it it's not physically or emotionally or spiritually healthy to do that now listen that is not a license to go I don't do anything well then you need to get to work but if you are one of the supercharged Christians around here that help this church run sometimes you can say no and if you aren't doing anything then I hope you really feel convicted right now and go I need to step up into the game okay because some people get tired when you don't do anything when uh, when you don't take time to care about the things of God. Number three, here's a good one, rest from media. 
I'm, I'm trying to learn that. How? I, I told you a minute ago, I'm asking you all to help me. I'm trying to take my Sabbath. Like somebody, you know, dies, I mean, call me. But I'm trying to learn, I need to rest from my phone. You need to rest from media. You need to pull away, unplug. And let me tell you another one. You might need to unplug from books on that day. You just need to hear from the Lord. I, I don't know. Just think about it. Pray about it. Number four, exercise. Regular exercise is critical to spiritual health and recharging. That's why my personal habit is I hit the elliptical two, three days a week. I just, I have to do that now. It, it, it's important to the soul. Fifth, you'll love this. If you're into Sabbath principles, Sabbath rules, take a vacation. Everybody's like, I love that one, man. I wish you'd said that. Number one, we'd go home. Some people take spiritual vacations around here all the time. They're gone. <laughs> Hello. I mean, our church would be a lot bigger if so many people didn't take vacations all the time. I need a vacation. Maybe you had a vacation the last three weeks. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad my guy don't take vacations. He neither sleeps nor slumbers. Isn't that cool? You're like, but I do. I know. And there's, there's a balance here. I mean, we're longing for our vacation. We are longing to go to the Gulf Shores. We go in there all the time. Every year, we, we love it. And I'm watching the news just like you. I'm like, is it going to be black? Is it going to be messed up? And right now, I've come to one declaration. I don't care what it looks like. I'm going. I'm just unplugging. I'll be like Jed Clampett. I'll just look at that black tea. I don't know. And I hope, I hope it's pretty. I love the ocean. Don't get me wrong. Don't think I'm like, I want to go sit in the oil grease field. That just sounds like fun. Here's number six. This is preaching to myself. Everybody right here is trying to pray for me this. Because my body won't hold up to do all the sports I used to play. Sabbath rest means begin a hobby. Donna's praying for me a hobby right now. I mean, that, that's weird, but I mean, it's like, you need a hobby. Like, I know. And I don't, I don't know what it is right now. The things that I love to do, my body doesn't cooperate. Dad, gum it. I can't play tennis anymore because my neck, that messes up. And then I can't play basketball with Mark Bethay because that messes up. But I can play ping pong. I just want to go ahead and put that out there. Okay, hey. And I understand, I'm, listen to Jeff. Jeff's like international champion or something. And, and Mark's like junior champion. And I'm like rookie. But anyway, okay. So anyway, so get a hobby. Here's seven. This is good. Laugh. That's a good Sabbath principle. Just laugh. Hey, go get a DVD of Lucy and Ethel. You will just laugh. Or whatever. Or Tom and Jerry or some cartoon. I don't know. We just need to laugh. It's like, what's dad doing? He's just laughing at appropriate things. You're like, well, I laugh, but it's crude. Well, you need to get rid of that. Okay. But anyway, do you, hey, here's one. Do you have friends that make you laugh? I have certain friends. We just laugh. We get together. I have other friends that make me cry when I talk to them. I have other friends that make me depressed when I talk to them. None of you, but, uh, but I have friends that do that. Okay. Just thought I'd add that. Okay. Y'all are enjoying this too much. Okay. Number eight, write an encouraging letter. Encourage somebody in their faith. Encourage somebody that's pushed you down the field spiritually. Encourage somebody that led you to Christ. Encourage somebody that's modeling Jesus to you. Encourage somebody that gives you joy. Encourage somebody that challenges you and makes you want to serve the purposes of God. Encourage somebody this week by a letter because you see the reflection of Jesus in them and you want more of that in your life. Proverbs 12, 25 says, anxiety weighs down the human heart, but a good word cheers it up. We're so full in this world of being bogged and weighed down. And I pray that we can be exhorters, encouragers to build up. So the Sabbath is about refueling, recharging, replenishing the soul that we can be more like Christ. Well, you know, that's God's uh, word for this morning. 
And I pray that we will enter into the blessed rest of God. Let's pray. Would you bow your heads with me? Lord God, I thank you for this morning, for the goodness of Jesus, and for the cross, and for what Christ does, and he makes all things new. So today, Lord, I pray that some people would be still with you, and they would enter into a Sabbath rest even today, Lord. I pray that this afternoon could be different. As last weekend your conviction fell on our tongue, I pray you'd keep a guard over our lips. But I pray that today, every person would reflect on these words today, and they would find some rest. And they would renew their soul. And they would find themselves stronger in Christ and worshiping you and practicing some of these things. But ultimately, they'd find their relationship is secure in Jesus. Lord, if there's one today that's never received Jesus Christ, I pray they would call upon Jesus Christ and they would ask him to come and dwell in their heart and be their Savior even right now. Lord Jesus, save me. Lord Jesus, come and dwell in me and be my Savior and my Lord. I pray that today some people are doing that by faith. Over at these side crosses, there'll be some elders that would be glad to go over there and they'd love to pray with you and anchor your decision in Christ if that's your desire today. But Lord Jesus, come. You have taught us today, you are Lord of the Sabbath. Teach us Sabbath principles, but more, more than that, make us like our Savior. For we ask it in Jesus' name.